Blazers come in number five in the state in Class 2A. One of the teams ahead of them, number one ranked Bishop Lures, who we might see a rematch of what was a thriller a year ago in a Class 2A sectional meeting that was won by Lures 56-49 to in Bishop Lures' path eventually to the state championship game. These two teams might meet again, and it may be yeah. another classic battle between a couple of high-scoring offenses. Eastside averages 36.7 points per game. They defensively, though, only give up 9.3, and that might be a little bit of an overlooked part of yes. this Eastside team is what they've been able to do in improving defensively over the last year. They are a physical front seven. Uh, very impressed with them watching some tape, and like you said, they get overshadowed some because of the offensive production with Laban Davis, but, you know, some of these guys go both ways, and they're both, you know, they're really good athletes, so that's going to be a key component tonight, too, is can Central Noble run, be able to run the ball effectively enough to, to, to keep Eastside on the sideline, their offense, that is. Ashton Smith goes deep to return this kick from Eastside. The Central Noble Cougars, 6-1, and one, they come in number 15 in the Class 2A poll under their second-year coach, Hayden Kilgore, now overall 10-7 and seven after a 4-6 uh, and six campaign a year ago. They average 31.6 per game and give up 13 a contest. Kind of an interesting comparison of quarterbacks where you've got the experienced superstar in Laban Davis and you've got a young sophomore in Tyler Schisler that leads this Central Noble team. This Central Noble team really rides on the broad shoulders of Will Hoover, their 5'10", 205-pound senior running back. Here is the kick. It's short and taken at about the 12-yard line, heading to the right, getting outside the numbers. Nice return by Smith, and he finally gets hit as he's out to almost the 30-yard line. It's a nice return of about 18 yards crossing the field to the far side, and Central Noble comes out offensively. As we said, Tyler Schisler, 5'10", 150-pound sophomore, completes just 39% of his passes, 391 yards, a touchdown, and five picks. He has run it 45 times for 284 yards, and they're going to spread the formation. They're going to spread this out, go five wide, empty the backfield, and leave Schisler in the gun all alone. Hoover goes into a slot to the left and now goes in motion across the formation left to right and they'll follow Hoover on a quarterback sweep. Schistler, the keeper, cuts it up just outside the numbers, crosses the 30 out to about the 34-yard line, a four-yard gain for the Central Noble quarterback on the keeper. They started with trips on that side and then put a man in motion to try to get numbers with the blocking on the outside, and Schistler was able to gain about four yards out to the 34-yard line. Yeah, they like spread spread the formation, get the defense spread, do a lot of motioning, and find ways to get the ball into Hoover's hands or Schistler and let him run it. Single wide receiver, left two to the right, and Hoover now in the backfield with Schistler. Schistler rolls left, dumps it off of the flat. It's caught at the 36. Nice little fake hit brought down. Ashton Dunlop with the catch, and he'll go down at the 39, just short of first down yardage. It's going to bring up a third down and one. Yeah, Tyler has struggled a little bit early in the season, but the last two weeks he's really come of age, and he's passing game where his accuracy is really 
really come come uh, to the forefront and given them that extra dimension. And a 5'10 guy, that time they rolled him to the left, which allows him to see the field a little bit better. And had a short five-yard route to dump it off to with Dunlap coming out from the left tight end position. So here we go from the left hash, third down one. Schistler will try to keep it, and he gets hit in the backfield and barely gets back to the line of scrimmage. No gain, and it's going to be fourth and one as East Noble that time defensively got some penetration, and a lot of that starts right in the middle with their linebacker, Dax Holman. Yeah, he's a good football player, and you know, the one thing with this type of field, with it being so uh, wet, is you're going to see guys slipping and not get great footing there, and that was one where Eastside really got great penetration. Schistler hesitated for a moment looking for a hole to develop. It just was never there. And on fourth down, they keep the offense on the field, and then Schistler steps back and he'll punt it. There's nobody deep, but it's not a deep kick. It skips at the east side 40 and rolls dead going inside the 30 at about the 28-yard line. So here comes east side offensively after a stop. They take over at their own 28-yard line, Laban Davis. Our first chance to see him in person, at least my only <laughs> chance. You had a chance yes. to see him previously when the Eastside Blazers beat Bluffton last year in sectional play. Yeah, and that was a really good ball game, and he just really kind of took over. From the left hash, they have one back in the backfield. I think that is Holman who lines up over the left shoulder of Davis. Now they'll switch the formation, bring an extra wing to the right, Holman a wing to the left, and Davis, the keeper, following the left side of his line, and he'll get hit near the line of scrimmage and fall forward for only a one-yard gain. Nice job up front. Yeah, that was a Coleman Meyer, the six foot two hundred and ten junior, did a great job of wrapping him up and didn't get a lot of uh, uh, push there by the East Side offensive line. Offensive line up front for East Side, they go across from left to right. Gunner Shaza, Joey Eck, Matt Jacobs, Dane Siebert, and Isaiah Fuentes. Here again from the left hash, couple of wings to the right side, drop back, looking to throw Davis. Got a seamer on the guy wide open. It is caught by Bibby. Bibby is alone. The 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown, 71 yards. A breakdown in coverage by Central Noble defensively. Bibby just ran the seam route, and it's a touchdown east side, and they take an early 6 to nothing lead with 8.55 to play in the opening quarter. Yeah, they just went with some four verticals in the, like you said, the tight end kind of got lost. The thing that Laban Davis did, he hit him in stride. He never broke stride, and that was a beautifully thrown football. A couple of seniors on senior night connecting. Here's the extra point try. It is up, and it is good. Vinyam Vettel drops it through, and Eastside has extended the lead to 7 to nothing. 8.55 to play in the opening quarter. You're listening to High School Football from the NECC on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Every six minutes, a utility line is damaged by reckless digging. So Indiana relies on 811 superheroes like Steve yeah, the Plumber. I contact 811 before I do my work. Marry the gardener. Before I plant a tree, I contact 811. And Mike the Landscaper. I dig for a living, but always contact 811. Prevent damages or injury. Call 811 or go online. 811.com. 
311now.com. Sponsored by the Indiana Utility Regulatory Commission, this station, and the Indiana Broadcasters Association. The PSM Performance Edge program is here to help athletes reach the next level. It's a high-intensity, personalized training program tailored around your athletic schedule for athletes who want to be the best. In season or out of season, the Edge program is designed around you. Whether you're making the jump to high school athletics or have dreams of playing your sport in college and beyond, the Edge is the athletic development program to get you there. Call us at 260-266-4007 to schedule your free one-on-one consultation and become more with the Edge. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM, the Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Welcome back to Eastside. Here's the kick. It's a squib, and it's scooped up around the 24-yard line, run up the right hash mark, and still on their feet across the 40, and they'll blow the whistle dead, saying forward progress is stopped near the 41-yard line. Not sure who got that. It was an up man who took it, but uh, a nice return and great field position for Central Noble, trying to respond to the Eastside 71-yard touchdown pass from Laban Davis to tight end Kyler Bibby. I believe that was Chase Spencer getting getting his hands on the ball. Good job of fielding it on this wet surface. Tyler Schistler lines up from the right hash. Single back is Hoover on the left shoulder. Wing to the right, two receivers left, one receiver to the right. Schistler will take the snap. First a man in motion left to right, and they'll give it to Hoover. Little delay on the handoff, and Hoover, no room to run, right up the middle between the guard and center, and he's going to go down after only a gain of one. A little confusion, I thought, in the exchange between Schistler and Hoover kind of slowed that play down, and that's all about timing at the line of scrimmage, and Central Noble didn't have it. Yeah, that kind of got a little bit, uh, I guess, like you said, the timing wasn't quite there with the motion. Two-yard gain, so it is second and eight. They're at the 43. Central Noble, all white uniforms, white helmets. They'll come with the Jets sweep, bringing it to the left. Not finding the edge. And a couple of big pops, including Dax Holman, to shorten that up to no gain. It's still at the 43, where it's going to bring up a third down and long. Wow. Holman really came off the... Over the top there, great play, got, got a great wrap-up, and now we're in third and eight territory. And this is one thing their Central Noble has really struggled is their third down efficiency. Ball is on the left hash, a single receiver to the right who lines up fairly tight to the formation. Play action, roll to the right, here comes the blitz. He gets the throw off, and it's caught by Dunlap, and he's wrapped up in the open field out near the 49-yard line, about two yards short of the first down stick. Does Central Noble try again? Well, of course, the first time they lined up as if they were going for it, and then they punted. But here they've got fourth and two at the 49, already trailing at seven to nothing. Yeah, that was a nice play there. There. He got it away under pressure. I'd like to see Dumlat just keep running for the sticks. He tried to stop and slipped on this wet surface and came up short now, fourth and two. 
Ball is on the right hash. The offense stays on the field. Tyler Schisler in the gun. Will Hoover to the right shoulder. Two receivers right, one to the left, and they will snap it, and they'll hand it off to oh, Hoover. Wow. And Hoover gets taken down in the backfield. Nothing there. Dakosha Reed, the linebacker, got into the backfield, made the stopper, no gain, and on fourth down, the ball will be turned over to East No or East Side, already leading it seven to nothing. Big play there by by Reed, the six foot two hundred pound, got his arms around the ankle of Will Hoover, and it was enough to bring him down a yard short. Here comes Eastside's offense, starting at Central Nobles, 49-yard line. Left to right go the Blazers, all green uniforms. Shotgun, Davis will keep it. Has a hole on the right side, he's through it. Inside the 40, 35, 30, still on his feet. He won't go down, and he's inside the 20 to the 16-yard line. 33 yards on the scamper by Laban Davis. And Eastside into the red zone. First and 10 at the Central Noble 16. Yeah, the little quarterback lead type of play, power play against this blitzing defense. Big play. From the right hash, Davis, a shotgun snap, and this time he'll give it to the running back, Holman, and Holman will just pound off the left side of the lane, off the left side of the line, inside the 15. They'll give him the 13 for three yards, second down and seven. We're halfway through the first quarter, east side up 7 nothing, looking to extend it against the Central Noble Cougars. Yeah, Central Noble, with what they play defensively, really vulnerable to quarterback type of run. And this is the, that's the heartbeat of Eastside as the quarterback runs. On an island, they got a receiver split very wide outside the numbers to the right. And Davis will go play action, and he's throwing it this way. It's the tight end on an out route. Caught at the five. Knocked out of bounds at the two-yard line. Taking a look at the number. I think that was uh, the tight end. Uh, Gavin Wallace Gavin might have Wallace. been the one, number right. 44, who snuck out there. The pass, though, was unbelievable. The touch that he just kind of put it over the top of the defender. And it is first and goal from the three. And Davis looking for the end zone. Nope, gave it off. He gives it to Holman. We've got an odd angle at it. Holman will take it in. And a touchdown east side. They extend the lead to 13 to nothing with 5.36 on the clock. We're still in quarter number one. Yeah, not the type of start that Central Noble wanted to have against this high-powered offense. And they're scoring quick now. That was first drive was two plays. That one was four plays. On to try the extra point. Binyam Biddle. Good snap, set is up, plenty of height and length, but he missed it off to the right. So score remains 13 to nothing with 5.36 to play in the first quarter. Eastside leads it and will kick off when we come back. High school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Every six minutes, a utility line is damaged by reckless digging. So Indiana relies on 811 superheroes like Steve the Plumber. I contact 811 before I do my work. Mary the Gardener. Before I plant a tree, I contact 811. And Mike the Landscaper. I dig for a living, but always contact 811. Prevent damages or injury. Call 811 or go online. 811now.com. Sponsored by the Indiana Utility Regulatory Commission, this station, and the Indiana Broadcasters Association. Now back to high school football. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors on Fort Wayne Sports Station. No lightning up here at <laughs> Butler, Indiana, but we do understand in the city it is causing delays with some of the SAC games. A delay with Homestead, a delay with Northside. And uh, here we've yeah. got... So far, we played six minutes and 24 seconds of football, and it's 13 to nothing. East side set to kick off. Yeah, you know we can't complain about the weather, um, but it's, in some cases you need to have some adversity and see how kids are going to react to it after playing the better part of seven weeks with great weather. Minya Biddle will kick. It's high, not real deep, taken at about the 10, heading from the left side all the way across the field, hit between the hash marks and dragged down just across the. 15 near the 17 or 18 yard line. Not a lot there on the return, and here comes Central Noble's offense. And Shannon, this game could get out of hand and get away from them if Central Noble can't get something going offensively. Well, just one thing about this Eastside team. Coach Mason does a great job in all three phases of the game. Well coached, and you saw it there. Kept them from the returning it, and now the Central Noble's got to go the long field here. Cougars from the right hash, single receiver to the right, two to the left. The back is Hoover, and it's going to be a roll to the left and a look to throw. They'll throw the throwback on the screen to Hoover. He's got a block in front of him down the sideline across the 30-yard line, and that's going to be enough for a first down. 12-yard gain on that throwback screen. Really good play. They kind of took advantage of Eastside's aggressiveness and pursuit, Shannon, and used it against them. Yeah, and we've seen that play quite a bit here over the last few weeks. We've seen Homestead run it. We've seen Carroll run it. And you get the sprint out one way. You throw back against the moment, you know, where you're rolling from, and you got a lead blocker. So a big play there for Central Noble. First, first down of the game for the Central Noble Cougars. They're at their own 30. Man in motion left to right. We've got movement at the line of scrimmage. And that is going to be a false start that's going to move Central Noble back five yards. Well, as soon as you have the positive play, you give something back here. And it'll put the ball back to the 26-yard line where it's going to be first down and 15. Not the type of penalty you need down down 13 to nothing here. 518 remains. Quarter number one, a 13 to nothing score. Eastside has exploded offensively early here against the Cougars. They'll give it to the second back through. Follows the right side of the line with Jackson Hoover and Timothy Rawls leading the way. And that will be a carry for about four yards out to the 30-yard line where it will now be second down and 11. 
trying to get bits and pieces and see if they can get themselves into a good manageable third down situation. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, like we said, every yardage helps for, for Central Noble here. And after that big first play they had on the screen, now they got themselves back to second and 11. Central Noble may have some of the smallest numbers. <laughs> you know, I'm just noticing that. It's very hard. They've got really small, thin numbers. They set up a wide receiver screen. Ashton Smith has room on the left side, crosses the 40, knocked out of bounds at the 43-yard line, 13 yards on the play, and another first down. Maybe Central Noble coaches have figured something out. Get the ball out to the sideline on those screen passes and... Uh, let your athletes maybe go to work. And there's a couple of big plays, and that's another first down for the Cougars. Well, the Smith kid is a kid they need to get the ball in hands of. He's got great speed, but if you notice the middle of the field, it's really getting sloppy. Uh, and you get the ball to the outside, we got better footing, and that's what happened there. And Smith got a big game. Have had no rain since we've been here. There was rain earlier this afternoon. Option play to the right. They pitch it oh, eight wow, yards deep play. in the backfield. And, and that time, Will Hoover is going to get taken down deep in the backfield and what a defensive play by the linebacker Dakosha Reed that's the second big play for Reed came up forced the pitch out of the hands of Schistler and then attacked Hoover before he was ever to get anything going and that's a big loss they are going to mark this ball back at the 37 yard line where it's now going to be second down and 16. You couldn't have described that any better. He played that perfectly. He got the quarterback committed to the pitch and then just proceeded on to Hoover and made a great play in the open field. From the right hash, drop back, Schusser throw over the middle, and it's caught at the 43, but immediately hit. Looked like Smith made the catch, but Dax Holman was right there to wrap him up and give him no yards after the catch. Now it is a third down and 10 with the ball just shy of their own 45-yard line. Yeah, that, you know, he gives a threat of the needle there to Smith around a lot of east side blazers. But the bad thing there was, like you said, you had a number of east side players there to make the play and force a third and ten here. We'll call it the 44-yard line. They need to get to the east side, 46, third down, 10, just inside the right hash. Shotgun for Schistler, man in the motion right to left, and they'll hand it back on the... Uh, misdirection counter they'll give it to hoover and hoover gets out to midfield but he's about four yards short of the first down they'll give him the 49 where it'll be a fourth down and five and once again you know you same spot they, well, we it's one of the challenging challenging decisions for hayden kilgore the second year coach because you're going against a good defense but perhaps it's the offense that is the reason you're going to try to go for it here on a lot of midfield fourth downs because you you know you keep putting the ball away and you can't stop them. Right. You just watch one side of the scoreboard rolling like a uh, a slot machine. It's <laughs> well, you got four. You got a little bit of manageable downs here. Fourth and about six, maybe. Fourth and five, five. here. Yeah. From their own 49-yard line, across the formation, left to right, man in motion, give to Hoover, looking to bounce it out to the far side, and he's going to have the first down. Rewards his coach, Hoover, just strong running, getting one. Wide, and he takes it to the east side 43 he needed five 
He got eight, and it's a first down for the Central Noble Cougars. Huge boost to this Cougars offense. Yeah, and Hoover's one of those kids that when you need the tough yardage, he's the one they call on 5'11", 210 pounds. Again, a big, strong back. He's more of a pounder than he is a, a, a sprinter, but got the big first down. Hoover will line up this time to the right shoulder of Tyler Schistler, who's in the gun. Two receivers each side and a roll to the right and look to throw. Here comes pressure. Down goes Schistler for a big loss. Almost 10 yards on the sack. And, you know, I think that might be Dakota Reed again. I'm trying to check numbers <laughs> yeah. on that far side, but he's everywhere. Yeah, that I, I couldn't see either. Is so quick that he came off that edge. And, again, what he did well there is he kept Schistler inside of him. He didn't let him get outside of him. He contained him and then made the play again for a big loss. Either Reed or Bobby Davis, the uh, end on that side of the line, broke through for the big sack all the way back to the 46-yard line, their own 46. So it is an 11-yard loss, and it's second down and 21. Handoff Hoover, working his way through the middle of the field. He crosses the 50 and gets to the east side, 48. Nice little play there right before quarter now. They're going to switch it up, but it's still third and 15 here. So that will be about a six-yard pickup to end quarter number one. Central Nobles already heading for the far sideline. So after one quarter of play here in Butler, Indiana, Eastside leads it over the visitors from Central Noble, 13 to nothing. It's high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. I've used Gibson's once for heating and once for plumbing now. From the schedulers to the technicians, everyone has been professional, personable, and upfront with pricing and expectations. There is no sense of pressure, and they explain everything thoroughly. Absolutely have a loyal customer. Your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Gibson'sHeating.com. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football, the Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. I think they snuck in a quick break in between the quarters there. We weren't quite ready for it, but it's back here at Eastside High School. I am Brett Rump along with Shannon Griffith. We're kind of going through with Dute, who's uh, here in the press box, kind of helping us out. We've got delays right now. Northrop at Northside, Dwinger at Snyder, Carroll at Concordia, Manchester at Wabash, Wayne at Homestead. All those games currently serving a lightning delay, and I think there's more, but yes. uh, the question is, will it get to us up here in Butler because everything is moving in a northerly direction, so it could be heading our direction. Yeah, I just don't see any big cells coming this way, and we just oh, made... be careful, be careful. <laughs> We're further enough east, maybe that uh, you coming up here, making this the game of the week, may have been the best call of the night. So here we go to start our second quarter with Eastside leading at 13 to nothing. Central Noble facing a long third down. 
run up the middle. We'll take it uh, inside the east side, 45, to about the Blazers, 43. That's going to bring up now a fourth down, and we'll call it 10 to go. It's a short 10, long nine. Yeah. I, and, and again, at this spot in the field, down 13 to nothing, we're going to uh, see the offense stay out there. And, I, I Shannon, close your eyes because I hope the officials didn't look out to that eastern sky where I saw a little bit of a flash. <laughs> well, cross my fingers. Here's a big fourth down and 10 from the 43. Dropping back, looking to throw. Schistler lobs it over the middle, and it's too high and incomplete. He was looking for Preston Diffendoffer, and it was just a little high, and it was well covered that time by east side. And so the fourth down pass goes incomplete. That will turn it over for the second time tonight on downs, and the east side Blazers get it first and 10 from their own 43-yard line. Yeah, I was a little I was a little surprised on a fourth and eleven where it's not as manageable that they didn't punt it, try to play some field position there. But uh, I also understand the other side of the coin is that you're facing an offense that you may not be able to stop. So that's why they went for it. Here comes Eastside from the left hash, and as the snap, the ball is snapped, there's flags, whistles, and somebody was in the neutral zone for Central Noble. These are the things you really hope as a coach you've been able to clean up during yeah. the course of the first seven weeks. You know, those. these are the kind of mistakes, Shannon, you see in week one. You hope you address them by week two. But I know it drives coaches nuts to have, you know, those types of mistakes happening here in week eight. Especially these uh, ones where you jump in the neutral zone, all you have to do is watch the ball as a defender. So it is a first down and five. Eastside has it at their own 48. And Davis, a keeper, he splits two defenders crossing midfield. He's inside the Cougars 45 all the way to the 43. I thought I saw how, a flag. How about that for nine yards? And right about where he got tackled, there's a flag. In fact, there's a pair of them, and it could be a hold. It could be a face mask. You have to wait and see. Yeah. Because it's right where the tackle was. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if they're going to call horse collar here. Nope, face mask. Yeah, just a five-yard face mask. You'll just tack that on. But it was already a first down on the nine-yard run by Laban Davis. So... Here comes Eastside again, already leading at 13 and nothing early second quarter. Yeah, he's such a dynamic player. He really reminds me of Jeff Becker up at Carroll. Very similar player. Two receivers left, one to the right. Again, a keeper, Davis, bouncing it to the left. He gets around the edge, jukes a defender, 25-20. Now it's one-on-one, and Davis stays on his feet inside the 10 all the way to the 5. Add on another 33 yards for Lehman Davis on the ground and a first and goal for the Blazers. Well, that was a, another one of those dynamic runs, but in some respects, Central Noble has a gripe because there was a couple guys that literally got tackled on the perimeter that was that wasn't called for holding. So, but again, he he is just such a phenomenal football player. Ball on the left hash, single receiver right, one to the left, man in motion across the formation, left to right. 
And it will be a read option play. Hand off to the fullback, Holbit. And he'll take it inside the five to the three-yard line. A couple of yards there for Max or Dax Holman. Holman, a big guy. I mean, really, you've got two complementary backs when you look at Holman and Davis. Davis, quick, shifty, still strong, but he's more athletic with Holman being the bowling ball. He's the big, solid, fullback-looking runner that can just pound straight up the middle. Yeah, and I was surprised how big Davis was being at the 205. I mean, that's a big-sized quarterback And at 6'1", so he's just a good-sized athlete. Here is the... Handoff. They give it to Holman. Holman gets stood up at the one, and they will not give him any more forward progress. And they will blow the whistle with Holman marked down at the one-yard line. So two carries for Holman, and he's gotten four of the five yards on this and-goal situation. It is now third and goal from the one. The lineup on the... Latash. Here's Davis, quarterback sneak. Davis tries to push the pile, breaks the plane, touchdown, Laban Davis. Eastside extends to a 19-0 lead with 9-19 remaining here in the first half. Just a simple quarterback sneak. They got great push, and now they're going to think they're going to go for two here since they missed that first that field uh, extra point last drive. The touchdowns even kind of bore the fans here, Shannon. They cheered wildly on the first one. Second one was, oh, we got another. This one was like, <laughs> hey, he's in. Yeah. No, uh, like I said, he's uh, he's done this for about three years now, and uh, I don't think there's anybody here that hasn't seen what he is capable of. So they will go for two. Double tight end set. Bad snap. It goes through Davis's hands, and he just goes back and jumps on it, so the two-point try fails. And I'm not sure if that was a bad snap. It just looked like it squirted through Davis's hands. So it's still 19 to nothing. Eastside the lead over Central Noble. 9-19 to play, second quarter. You're listening to High School Football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians, and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 19 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. We communicate with your doctor throughout your treatment. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to indianapt.com. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Here's the kickoff. Bobbled by Central Noble, but they do get to it and pick it up. And immediately, Ashton Smith is taken down. And so... Uh, first and 10 cent mobile. Fortunately for the Cougars, it wasn't a deep kick. 
So even though there was a bobble, they still get field position at their own 26-yard line. First yeah. and 10 for the Cougars. He was trying to come up and make a play and time it and kind of just took his eye off of it there, but was got on it real quick and and at least preserved the ball for them. So we got to have a they got to have a big drive here. 9-14 remains second quarter and Eastside a 19 to nothing lead over Central Noble. Cougars line up from the right hash at their own 26-yard line. They'll put two receivers wide to the left, a wing to the left side of the formation. Man in motion right to left is Hoover, and he will get the handoff, cut it up just off his tackle, and take it out to about the 30-yard line, a four-yard gain for Will Hoover. A couple of big running backs. You talked about Davis and his size. Hoover, a little shorter at 5'10", still broad and thick at 205, big, strong kid. Yeah, He's we, actually built very similar to Max Holman or Dax Holman <laughs> yes. for Eastside. Kind of the same type of back. Same type of back. And we've seen big backs all year, and it's kind of a new thing, I guess. So first down, Schistler throws on the uh, wide receiver screen. It's caught. A nice job of avoiding a tackle near the 35 and taking it all the way to the 44-yard line. Still trying to see if I can catch who that was over on the far sideline, if that was, uh, that was Ashton Smith. It was Ashton Smith, and really what Eastside, Eastside's doing, they're playing very soft. So Central Noble needs to just keep throwing that ball out there and make Eastside come up and play him better. So it is a first and ten for Central Noble from their own 43-yard line. Balls on the left, hash, man in motion, right to left. Shotgun snap for Schistler, handoff, and here goes Hoover, but he gets hit right at the line of scrimmage and pushed the other direction. No gain for Will Hoover that time. And, you know, these linebackers really do such a nice job for east side. When you, you know, you talk about Dax Holman in the middle. You've got Dakosha Reed, who's already played a terrific ball game, and Kyler Bibby, another senior. They'll come up and they'll stick you on that running game right in the gap. And I think that's that's so important when you can come and fill the hole because yeah. there's always going to be a hole when you've got engagement at the line of scrimmage. The linebackers, when they can come up and fill it, the running back never really gets going. No, and they're very sound with it, and they've got so many guys in the box, it's tough to run it. they got to throw the football. Second down, 10. Roll out to the right. It's going to be a sweep, a quarterback sweep, and he's chased down and thrown down for a loss back at the four. A loss of three yards, and that's Dax Holman, I think, yes. that came in and just absolutely outran Schistler to the edge and never let the quarterback get up and, and turn the corner. Yeah, they were trying to run outside zone, and they can't get their offensive lineman up to that mic the way he's playing, and they just got too many bodies in there because they're playing a total man in the secondary. So if you can't, if they got more numbers in there than you got to block, You've got to try to throw the football or in those scenarios to try to, to loosen them up. Ball on the right hash where it is now a third down and 13. Schistler will look to throw from the pocket, throws it over the middle. Caught. No, it's incomplete. Got into the hands of Ashton Dunlap, but he dropped it after it was stripped by the linebacker in good coverage, and that's going to bring up a fourth down and 13 from their own 40-yard line, and we might see 
Central Noble have to kick this ball away, trailing 19 to nothing. We, you know, we talked about it, Shannon. This is kind of like some of the old Jeff Fisher days when he almost refused to punt when he faced Peyton Manning and the Colts because he always felt like when you gave the ball away, you were just giving away seven points in the margin. And here it is. Central Noble is going to keep the offense on the field, but then they'll kick it, and it's blocked at the line of scrimmage. Here's a chase for the football on the far side, picked up by East Side. Still on their feet inside the 15, the 10, and there's a flag laying at about the 15-yard line. A blocked punt. They tried the shotgun to Schistler, but the only problem, he's about five yards deep when he takes a step up to try to punt it. He's right in the back of his offensive lineman, and Eastside was able to get a hand up and block the punt, and now the Blazers take over. Trying to see where they're putting the football because it's very close to the 10-yard line, but there is a penalty. And the penalty actually is going to be marched off against Central Noble. I'm not sure what the what the penalty was there. At a five-yard face mask? Yeah, maybe. I, I couldn't see the... Oh, horse collar, I think, oh, is maybe. what they called. Maybe. So it is going to be first and goal for Eastside, already leading it 19 to nothing. Yeah, that's still 6:13 left here in the first half. I couldn't the helmet of his offensive lineman because he got pushed so far back. Ball is on the right hash, wing to the right side. Now wing comes to the left side, and Davis, a keeper, waits for a block. Now takes it untouched to the end zone, five yards out. Laban Davis adds to the east side lead. Yeah, it's getting too, to be too uh, simple for Eastside when you get uh, the ball in such great field position all night. I mean, they've had the short field all night, that one being their best field position after the block quick kick. And uh, now they're up 25 to zip. They're gonna looks like they're going to go for two. Going to try for two again. 25-0, 6.09 to play in the second quarter. And they will line up with Davis in the gun. And a low snap. Davis picks it up, looks to throw. Now he's going to scramble to his right. Takes off running, looks to get to the pylon, and he wins the sprint. The two-point conversion is good. On the run by Levin Davis. 6.09 left before halftime. 27 to nothing. Eastside now leads it over Central Noble High School Football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Fall is a great time to update your home with a fresh coat of paint from Menards. We've purchased truckloads of paint to pass the savings on to you. Get a gallon of Pittsburgh Grand Distinction Interior Flat Paint and Primer in one for only $19.99 after $10 rebate and 11% off. Good through Saturday, October 9th. Savings are mail-in rebates. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Let's send it back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. 
For those of you who might be sitting through lightning delays, which are starting to happen all around high school football, Northeast Indiana tonight, especially around the Fort Wayne area, you can add to the five SAC games, Cherubusco, who is now in a delay. We've got football up here in Butler. East side now leading it over the Central Noble Cougars, 27 to nothing. Still 6.09 left in the first half. Yeah, it's... Uh, Shannon, I'm kind of <laughs> thinking, we might be able to get done here <laughs> with a running clock in the second half. We might be done, be able to get to Fort Wayne and call a game. <laughs> that, we could probably go we get We could the, do a double header tonight. We could pick up the snyder Dwanger game there. It's probably the closest one to us. I don't know if they'll let us. <laughs> Here's the kick, taken on the return up the middle of the field across the 25-30, and the pile's still moving out to almost the 33-yard. Line. You know, that's nice where they can get Ashton Smith the football. He's pretty talented yes. with it. That time he kind of spun his way out to good field position at the 33-yard line. So field position hasn't been the problem for Central Noble. It's just doing something with the field position that has. Well, Eastside has taken away the run and basically said, if you're going to get anything against us, you're going to have to throw the football. So they're putting it in the sophomore's hands and, uh, you know, taking those percentages. You can yeah. see, look how many guys they, are in the box. Yeah, they got 11 guys within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Right. Here's a drop back, and Schistler will look to throw deep. Oh. was dropped. He got the wide receiver, Ashton Smith, I think, on that far side, who beat the corner man-to-man -man and got about a step or two behind him while the ball was in the air. He just out-sprinted him. But then on the dive, he dropped the football, and he also limps over to the Central Noble sideline. And that's not good news for the Cougars. Down 27 nothing to lose your top wide receiver as Ashton Smith just sits alone over on the Cougars' side. Yeah, it was a good, well-thrown football. Almost a great catch. I'm going to take a timeout here. Well, he just trusted the receiver. He dropped back, and it looked like tight coverage when he launched it, Shannon, that yeah. deep fly route left side. But Smith was able to get a couple of steps on the corner while the ball was in the air, and it was a very catchable ball. Yes, yes. And, and probably should have been caught. But it's back to second down and 10, and the timeout's being called by Central Noble. Once again tonight, a lot of games are being affected and impacted by weather. And right now, you've got some some cells that are moving through Allen County that have affected games throughout the SAC. Every one of the Summit Athletic Conference football games right now is in a weather delay. Yeah, they've got some more weather coming west of Fort Wayne. We're kind of in the position where we're kind of dodging the bullet so far, but... Uh, yeah, it curls kind of around us here. And, <laughs> it's because, you know, the thing about lightning, and, and for those that don't know the rules, if we get lightning, we're going to be stopped for 30 minutes, regardless of where the storms are. It's lightning, not the rain, that would cause us to stop. So, you look at the radar and it's like, okay, we know where the precipitation is, but is the lightning associated in the same positions? Correct. And it looks like they're in Fort Wayne, they're about six 16 minutes from starting the Dwanger Snyder game if they don't get another lightning strike. 
So 5.54 remains in our first half. Central Noble second and 10 from their own 33-yard line. Ball is on the right. Ash, two receivers left, one to the right. Drop back. They'll fake the screen and go deep again. Try it again. And oh, this nice. time it's picked off by the corner at the 35, across the 40, 45, 50, into Central Noble territory. 45-40, finally at the 35-yard line where Dylan Bredemeyer makes the pick and gets a good return. And I think Bredemeyer was the one on the coverage of the play before. They decided to go right back at him and pick on him a second time. Not so fast, my friend. Yes. Bredemeyer got back, made the interception, and now Eastside has it first and 10 at the Central Noble 37-yard line. Well, that, uh, that about a 33-yard return on that, too, by Bredemeyer. Yeah. Um, great. It was really a, just a great play. First and 10. Davis will drop to throw. Over the middle on the post route. Caught and then dropped. Beautiful ball delivered. Laban Davis to Gavin Wallace, the tight end. The safety popped Wallace just as he caught it, but it was in stride and a nice dart by Davis to give him a 17-yard gain to the 20. First and 10 east side. He throws a great ball. He knows exactly what he needs to do, whether he needs to put zip on it, whether he needs to touch it in there. He does a lot of things right. Drop back from the left, Ash Davis dumps it over the middle. It's caught. Wallace again with the catch. Space to operate middle of the field. He takes it inside the 10 to the 8-yard line. 12 more yards on that little dump off. You know, that's that's the tight end realizing that he can go three yards downfield and there's nobody covering him. So he just turned, showed his numbers to Davis, who dumped it off to him, and then nice run after the catch for Gavin Wallace. Yeah, Davis knows exactly who's not blocked in the protection. He sees he's tied in as kind of a hot type of ki- uh, route type of guy because you can finally see him as soon as he clears the backers there. He's sitting in, the, in that hole, and Davis knows exactly where to go with it. And it looks like it's it's perhaps something at halftime Central Mobile's going to have to adjust in their coverages because that post route, Wallace got all the way to the safety before right. anybody came and picked him up. At that time, he broke from the line of scrimmage, did not have a linebacker on him. And so he just stopped, turned around, and Davis dumped it to him, and again, what happened? He takes it another 70 yards and gets hit by the safety and tackled, but not before he has first and goal at the eight-yard line. Yeah, and, and you know, part of Central Noble's structure is that they like to bring. They're basically it's like a six-one. You got two of their linebackers that come up on the outside. They blitz off the edge, so they're playing a total man concept. But somebody's got to have the tight end, and he's getting lost in the you know, lost in the fray, so to speak. And uh, Davis is you, you know that's like. Low-hanging fruit. (laughs) Well, Davis will be the lone back in the backfield. He'll roll to the right with a shotgun snap. Look at a throw to the end zone, and it is incomplete. It's low. A sliding attempt made back in that far corner of the end zone. That was actually intended for Carson Jacobs, but uh, the low throw incomplete. Second down and goal from the eight. I can understand why they couldn't get out there and mow. It's really, the field is really, really wet. 
5.06 on the clock. 27-0. Eastside already leads. And now they've got a chance to add more. Davis will keep it. He's got a lot of room off his right edge, and he takes it all the way to the end zone. Touchdown from eight yards. The third rushing touchdown of the game for Laban Davis. And Eastside blowing this one open with 5.04 remaining in the first half. It's now 33 to nothing. Now, of course, remember the second half running clock rule, Shannon. It's 35 points. So Eastside may actually go for two here to try to get to 35. That's what it looks I don't like. believe it, it runs until second half. I right. think you still have the regular clock until you get to the second half. Davis will line up in the gun. They do go for two. Tight Play end. action. Throw. Tight end. And that's too easy. Wallace snuck out to the right side after the play action and wide open. Wallace with the catch. The two-point try is good. It's a pass from Davis to Gavin Wallace. And it's now 35 to nothing. Eastside leading it over Central Noble. 5.04 still to play before halftime. It's high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Dealing with joint pains, sprains, strains, or back pain? Make the Parkview Ortho Express Walking Clinic your first stop when you have an orthopedic or sports injury. Located at the Sport One Parkview Fieldhouse, Ortho Express has specialized orthopedic physicians on staff when you need it most. Get x-rays, treatment, and referrals to Parkview Care, all in the convenience of a walk-in clinic. You can even see ortho providers virtually through the Parkview MyChart Virtual Walking Clinic. Ortho Express is open Monday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Friday 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call 260-266-4007 for more. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Eastside's going to kick off with a 35 to nothing lead. 5:04 still remains in the first half here in Butler. Eastside just showing off here tonight so far. The number five team in Class 2A in the state. 7 and 0 coming in, looking to make it 8 and 0. And here's the kick, and that's a kick to the far side between the numbers and the sideline. It's mishandled by Smith. He had to pick it up inside the 10. Here comes the pursuit, 15, and then knocked out of bounds. My not have even made it to the 15. We'll see where they mark the football, but uh, can't bobble it and let this speedy east side pursuit get get you pinned against that far sideline, and that's what they did. And so, looks like it's Central Noble is going to start. I think it's right at the 15, Shannon. I tell you, my eyes are just not as good as yours. Oh, I've yeah. got a, I've got a little fog. Believe me, I'll, I'll, st- I'll stick with you if that's the fact, because I want somebody I can see better than. Of course, then we we both need. Where's uh, dude? <laughs> yeah, we both. Both are going to need help. Get the young eyes up here. Shotgun snap for the left hash, and they'll give it to the running back. And not much there as he tries to bounce it off his left tackle wide, maybe a couple of yards out to the 17-yard line. You know, looking at east side, I'm trying to, you know, in my mind, what would a east side Bishop Lures rematch look like? You know, you got Sir Hale, Carson Clark, Brody Glenn, you know, and then a Laban Davis that just is a nightmare for any defense. 
Uh, I've been impressed so far with what Eastside can do yes. in the front seven. Yes. The question is, can the corners for Eastside, and they, they've got two really good corners for this level of football, but can they can they handle Antoine Lake and Brody Glenn? Here's another run by Will Hoover, and he'll just power out to about the 24. He's a yard short of the first down. We'll be third down and one, and the clock goes under four minutes left here in the first half. Well, knowing Coach Mason, you know, this just may be them thinking, look, we know we're better than them in our front seven. So let's put the ball in, in, uh, in Schilsler's hands and make him beat us. And that's what they've kind of done because they, there's just no room to run with the number of bodies in there. And uh, throwing it out to the outside, their corners and safeties are about five yards back. So they're giving them enough room so that they can come up and make the play. Very well coached. Third down, a yard to go from the 24. And it's a quarterback keeper, Schistler, and he's met in the backfield, and he's not going to get the yard to gain. He'll go down for no gain at the 24, where it's now fourth down and a yard to go. And I guess at this point, you roll the dice, Shannon. You, you really can't punt over a yard when you're down 35 to nothing. Three minutes left here in the first half. Well, you just got the one... The a quick kick component block blocked in this regard and you know I'm starting to see some of the Central Noble kids up, up front kids heads start to hang a little bit like you know uh, we're giving it but we just don't have any push I believe he's going to take a time out here and talk, talk it over. And, in fact, we're starting to see, I believe, a couple of kids that have come in defensively from the second team. I think you're getting a chance to maybe rest a couple of guys. You're getting late in the season. I've talked to east side coaches. We've got a timeout being called here with 2.38 remaining in the half. We'll keep it here. But I talked to these side coaches and said, how's the health of the football team dealing with anybody that, uh, you know, you're, you're looking to either get back or somebody that's been recently hurt? And they said, no, we've been fortunate. Our health is really good. Other than by week eight, you've got some bruises right. you didn't start the season with. And, you know, it, uh, it adds up. But that's where these last... It's nice if you can have games like this where you can kind of dictate how much physical play that first team gets. Well, that's correct, and I don't know how much more you'll see of Laban Davis because, you know, you got the draw on Sunday and uh, only a couple more games left, and now we're, they're decided to punt it here. Yeah, they decided they're going to go ahead and line up in punt formation and the kick away. Low line drive kick. It's going to bounce at the 44 and take a big central noble roll all the way inside the 30. That's a solid kick. 46 yards, no yeah. return. 230 left in the half. And East Side leading 35 to nothing gets the football. They'll say it went out at the 30-yard line, first and 10. And here comes Laven Davis, still in there for the East Side Blazers. Well, the other thing, too, is you know, and, and not that awards matter. I mean, you know, everybody will tell you they're a team guy, team first, and that's fine, but when you're a guy like Laban Davis that might be establishing a new record book at Eastside and and perhaps, uh, you know, stats somewhat matter when it comes to all-state selections and things. And, you know, nobody plays for stats, but it's always tough on kids when your team is so good. <laughs> and, yeah. and because of your success, you play a half of football instead of four quarters. And therefore, you know, we saw that with James Arnold yeah. for about five or six weeks last year. 
South Adams starters only played the first half. So, I mean, what would his numbers have been? He threw for about 4,000 yards playing only a half of football and each then week. You, and then you worry about a little bit about the conditioning component when you get into the tournament and you start facing a competition that's a little bit more even and you haven't played four quarters of the ball. Yeah. That makes it difficult, too. So It's a 10-yard march off against Eastside. So they put this back to the, well, they'll put it at the 20, 20 what is that, the 22. So they march 10 from the spot. So it's actually... Second down, 18. We're starting to see some of the flashes oh. around the sky, but no real bolts of lightning. The oh, Davis nice on a throw, deep out route, covered well. Good man-to-man coverage, really did a textbook. Was right on the receiver and reached the hand in and swatted the ball away on the pass breakup. And it will bring up now second down and 18. Here's a question for you, or here's a fact for you a little bit. Todd Mason is a graduate of Manchester, 1997. So we got an alum out there from Manchester who's doing a great job here at uh, Eastside. He's done a phenomenal job with the kids that he's got. Has a little bit of, of a Tom Allen in him. Got that kind of <laughs> contagious spirit. Oh, a man streaking down the field on the midfield. That was one where we saw Davis complete it earlier, and it wasn't a real high trajectory in the throw. That time he threw again, kind of a line drive throw. He could have just laid that up and let uh, his receiver, Carson Jacobs, just kind of run to it. And uh, because because Jacobs was the the vertical that ran free down the field. Yeah, and he just kind of just overthrew him just a tad there. Now, third and 17, this is the first time they really faced a situation where they may not be able to convert. 202 left first half, third and 17 for East Side at their own 22-yard line. Drop back, a little roll to the right, and a throw back to the left, and oh, almost nice play. intercepted. And I think Gavin Wallace, the tight end, didn't get in the right position. He, he basically was in about the spot he started, and it gave one of the defensive linemen a chance to come back, go up high, and swat it away as it was getting into the hands of Gavin Wallace. Yeah. Good defense, Central Noble. It's going to force Eastside to punt the football away. And now we've seen the arm. We've seen the running ability. Now we'll see the leg of Laban Davis. Davis, the punter for Eastside. He'll kick this one. High kick, angling toward the far sideline, and it takes a central noble kick from the Cougars' 43 out to the 46 before it's downed. So a 32-yard kick for Davis, and Central Noble starts from their own 46, down 35 to nothing, a minute 51 to play in the half. Yeah, that last defensive play was made by Isaac Clay, the 6'1", 205-pound senior. He did a great job. First stop for Central Noble to get the ball back and get a little bit of field position here. Ball is on the left hash. It is first and 10 for the Cougars. Send a receiver out wide to the right, single receiver to the left, a wing to the left side of the formation, man in motion right to left, and the give goes to Hoover. He brings it behind his right tackle, but again, just has to avoid a lot of pressure in the backfield, and it's a tough struggle for Hoover just to get back to the line of scrimmage. No gain. 
for Hoover. Yeah, there's just a lot of bodies in there, and Eastside's defensive front's doing a great job with their leverage, getting some push and penetration, allowing their linebackers to come up and fill the proper gaps and make the play. We've got a minute 20 and the clock running here in the first half. There's a lot of football that I don't know if it started or not started. I know the SAC under a lightning delay. Drop back, screen to the left, and it's incomplete. Eastside had a man that got out there that interfered with it, forced the drop from Will Hoover. So now it is third down and 10 from their own 46-yard line for the Central Noble Cougars. Did any of those Summit Athletic Conference games get started before they went into lightning delay, or did they have to wait? And here's the thing. I was going to mention this earlier, Shannon. The way the rules are set up, it's not lightning comes, you wait 30 minutes. It's every time lightning's witnessed, you add 30 minutes to right. the clock before you can take the field again. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> you get 30 minutes of lightning, it's at least an hour you have to wait to resume play. Here's a screen to Smith. He gets popped, the ball pops free, and they're going to blow it dead. Eastside fans not happy about that because they had Carson Jacobs running free with the football, and he had six in front of him. Yeah, that was uh, one of those. And actually, I think Johnny Eck may have been the one that picked it up. I'm looking yeah. at 10, not 11. Right. Eck would have had six on the board if that fumble would have... Uh, you know, some, allowed. Right. Sometimes, you know, when you get a score this lopsided, officials kind of get, you know, kind of like everybody else. And I think that one was a little blown too quickly. Fourth down, uh, about seven to go from their own 49. And they'll give to Hoover. Hoover hit at the 47, across the 45, inside the 40. He'll have a first down all the way to the 37. That's just a good determined run. And they ran that counter play, and it was set up perfectly with a nice hole, and they got the ball to the right guy. That kind of brings up the point I brought up earlier, Shannon. If you can get a running back like Hoover, who gets through that initial gap, he's tough to take yep. down once he gets to the second level. And it's witnessed by his yards carried. He's well over a 1,000 yards now, I believe, for the year. Quick wide receiver screen. It's caught oh. at the line of scrimmage, and then about three yards later, as he heads downfield, he gets popped and put down pretty quickly. So that's, they'll say, only a gain of a couple to the 35. Clock runs out. Zero's on the board. It is halftime. All east side here in the first half as the number five ranked team in Class 2A looks to improve to 8-0. Well on their way, leading Central Noble 35 to nothing here at halftime. What's ahead on the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show? We're going to bring it back here. We'll talk about the first half. Plus, we're going to be sending it to the studio. They'll give you scores of games that are going on, but they'll also tell you the status of what we've got as far as delays around the Summit Athletic Conference. I know they're delayed at Cherubusco. So it may be, Shannon, it may be half football, half meteorology here at uh, <laughs> halftime on the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show. 35 to nothing, our score up here in Butler. Eastside leads it over Central Noble. This is the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.